0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first of its kind meal service that makes eating well effortless by combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals. Just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tovala. Go to tovala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala smart oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T O V A L A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala, eat well effortlessly. Tovala.com Last weekend, sitting at top of the table. How do you kind of approach each game now? Have you got to just keep the players on that same mindset, the same level,
1: and not get carried away with that? Yeah, look, I, I haven't had the need to sort of do that or sort of think about that because, um, you know, the behaviour of the players hasn't really changed, um, even sort of preceding last week. We've, you know, I've said all along, we kind of know what our process is and what we need to do every week. Every game's a different challenge. Every t- every game, you know, has a bit of edge to it, particularly when you get to the end of the season. So, um, uh, you know, I, I've sort of said the last couple of weeks that for me the indicator is training and we've got everyone training and everyone training well, It's super competitive. They all want to play, um, you know, any thoughts other than, them preparing themselves, for, you know, for to the best of their ability to be ready for the game tomorrow. Um, I haven't seen anything other than that.
0: You see, everyone fit and everyone training. I think a lot of the fans got excited last week when you said that Kyogo was fit. Is he ready now to play and maybe make an appearance
1: tomorrow? Yeah, no, he, he was. He was fit last week. Like I said, I just in the end, I you know, I was kind of a judgment call on my behalf to sort of maybe be a little bit conservative with him. But uh, he's trained all week. You know, I was keen on him to have a full week of training. Um, yeah, he's right to go. He'll be involved tomorrow, um, 100%. He'll be part of the squad.
0: James Forrest?
1: Yeah, James, probably another week, we're hoping. Um, he's He's got closer, but um, he's the only one that's not really available for tomorrow.
0: And as you mentioned, the, you mentioned the training levels there and just, you know, how much the, the springs and the step of the players... Would it be fair to say that you're heading into your your most important stretch of the season with your squad in arguably the best shape it's been?
1: It's not arguably. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we you know, I said last week. I think, um, yeah, this is the healthiest we've been all year in terms of players available in good condition and ready to play. Um, and yeah, that's that's great for us um, because, as I said, it, it maintains. Our training levels maintains the boys' focus um, every day. So, um, yeah, from that perspective, we're, we're, we're in good shape. You know, obviously, the January window was an important one for us in terms of just – allowed allowed us to bolster up the squad but also allowed us to, you know, share some game time and get some guys back like, you know, Keogh or Dave Turnbull, others, without having to rush them. And um, as I said, for the, sort of the final stretch, we're in good shape.
0: Just a word on, on Yakimakis as well, player of the month for March and I suppose really stepped up in the absence of, of Kyogo that month. How important is he and how important will he be as well in, in this run-in?
1: They're all important. Um, you know, I think what you've seen in our season so far is that, you know, when whenever we needed people to step up and, and take the opportunity, they've done that. You know, earlier in the year, it was different players. Now it's, you know, different ones stepping up, Um the one undeniable fact is that it's been a collective effort. Um, You know, we haven't had to rely on one person, um, you know, to an extent where, you know, missing them meant that our our form dipped. Um, So, you know, Jacko had a great month for sure, but, you know, others had great months before that. And, um, you know, leading into this this final bit, like I said, the, the key will be that, you know, we've got a really good, strong, healthy squad and they're all wanting to play and, um, you know, the contributions will come from everyone.
0: Just going back to the, to the game last weekend, obviously you got the win, there was a lot of focus on it, you're now six points clear at the top. Is it, is it difficult when you've, you know, when you factor all that into it to keep the boys focused on the next challenge that is St. Johnson? Because in some instances, perhaps there might be some players that subliminally even might have a kind of job done mentality.
1: Well, if if subliminally they're feeling that way, they won't play on Saturday because they'll stand out in training. You know, like I said, there's I've got 24, 25 guys who are desperate to play, desperate to be involved, desperately wanting to contribute. So you can't roll up to this training and be thinking about anything else or thinking about any job done, um, irrespective of who you are. Um, the training won't allow it. Um, the players themselves won't allow it. You know, they're pushing the the limits every day. Um, you know, I've consistently said we want to be playing our best football at this time of the year, respective who we're up against. And uh, uh, that's, that's our aim and that's our ambition. And, you know, if like I said, if any kind of that, that sort of thinking creeps into anybody, they'll get left behind and they'll really stand out in this, in this group, in this environment. And, at this point in time, um, no one is is doing that.
0: Just in terms of St. John'son, what kind of challenge are you expecting from them? They've, they've picked up a bit, fighting for their lives at the bottom, but they have picked up a bit over the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, and you know, our last few games have been against similar type of opponents. We You know, we played um, yeah, Livingston in good form, Ross County in good form. Um, as you said, uh, you know, St. John'son are in good form. Um, every game is a challenge, but you can't discount the fact that we're in good form. So, you know, that's where our focus lies, is that we just keep making sure that every game day we we bring out the best of ourselves, play our football, set the tone and tempo, we're at home. Um, we need to be strong. Um, they're fighting for their lives. We're fighting for something else. Um, there's always a fight out there. And, um, you know, what we've got to keep doing is, uh, you know, every weekend making sure that we're, we're putting our best foot forward as we've done.
0: Hi, Ange. Um, just, just finally, on St. Johnson, your experience as a manager, do you, do you find it that towards the end of the season, teams that are down the bottom, you know, tend to be harder to play against when they are fighting for their lives? I,
1: I mean, I, you, you look you know, as I've said, we we go into every game thinking that the opposition are going to be at their best. Now, whether they are or not. You know we don't we don't go in there thinking that they're going to be more desperate in this game than they may be in in the following week um, because once you prepare yourself um, or you you think about things in that manner that means that our focus shifts. So at this game at this stage of the year every game has got an edge on it irrespective of who you're playing against whether they're you know fighting for relegation fighting for a European spot fighting for the top half or fighting for a championship um, all these things at the end of the year. Um, are real and they add an, add an edge to the, every game and we've known that now for the last you know sort of couple of months and and that's why you know for us it's been really important that through this time we prepare ourselves the best we can and and the reason we've been that consistent is that we don't go into any game thinking that maybe the opposition might be a bit off today because of x reason um St. Johnson you know they've got a They've got a fantastic manager. They had a great year last year. They've struggled a bit this year, but now, you know, we know how difficult they are. We had a difficult game against them at Hampden in the Cup. So we're preparing for them to be at their best. Um, but what we know is that if we're at our best, that we're hard to stop.
0: Hi, Ange. Uh, George's Jackamakis yesterday said he stands by his comments he made earlier in the season about Celtic being the best team. Is that the kind of confidence that you encourage in your players? I
1: don't, you know, again, I don't sort of tell people what to think um you know the one thing we always say to our players is that well I say to them anyway is that you know you just you speak from the heart you speak what you feel is the truth in, in your own mind and um you know it's not about just saying things you know that you know that might um please or upset other people it's just if you ask the question just be as honest as possible that's that's what I try and do and that's what I encourage the players to do and whatever they feel um they should say I don't think there's any harm in that I don't think there's anything uh, wrong in that um you know I know people sort of get carried away and think that you know by saying that you know by by George or anyone else saying that he feels like you know we're you know we're a good team that you know people are going to use that as motivation against us well if that's what people need to get up against us then I think they're missing the, the care of what we're about
0: how do you keep the players focused just one game at a time, especially being so close to the end with just the, the six games left?
1: Yeah, as I said, it's just – it's it, it, if kind of I had to worry about those things right now, we wouldn't be in this position because, you know, as, a, as people are more aware and I keep sort of repeating myself, is that after round six, we knew we had to be perfect. If we were worried about consequences of games or looking too far ahead – Uh, We would have tripped ourselves up well before now. Um, Our focus has been on playing every game on its merits, trying to win every game of football, knowing there's three points on the line or it's a cup competition for us to continue. And once we get that done, then we move on to the next one. And that'll continue to happen, you know, till the end of the season. And once we get the end of the season and we're done and dusted, uh, you know, where we end up is where we end up.
0: How, how's the mood around the place been this week? Has there been an extra spring spring in the step given what happened last weekend?
1: No, it's been pretty normal. Um, you know, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm not a great barometer of moods or mood swings, mate. I'm, I kind of keep to myself. So, you know, maybe they're partying in there. I don't know. You know, maybe they've got uh, disco balls and they're dancing around. Um, unlikely, I'd say. But I think, as I keep saying, my... You know what I look at is how we train, how we present ourselves every day as a group, as a group of men. And when I see them out there, I haven't seen any change whatsoever from the way we prepared for the last game. We prepared exactly the same way for this game.
0: Hey, Hi Ange, how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Just a, a quick one on the future of Karamoko Dembele. The last couple of weeks he's been getting some minutes in for the B team, um, Considering his contracts up at the end of the season. Do you still think he's a part to play in the first team between now and the end of the season?
1: Look, I mean that depends. I mean, yeah, you know, with with Cads and a few of the guys. Um, luckily with Cads we can get him some game time in the B team. Johnny Kenny's another one that we, but they're training with us every day. But as I said, training is super competitive. You know we've got. 26, 27 players who all want to be not just part of the first team, but want to be part of the squad on the weekend. And we've got some fantastic players who are missing out on the squad. You know, Stephen Welsh has been outstanding for us this year. And, he's you know, unfortunately, we can't fit him into the squad at the moment because of the balance. But that's how competitive it is. So whether it's, you know, Karamoko or anyone else in this group, they're, their only sort of um, way of thinking that they can go with is to just be ready you know, train hard every day and be ready. And I can't – I don't know whether he'll be involved. Like, I don't know about any players. Mm -hmm. What we do is we approach every game is I try and select a team and a squad that I think will get the job done for us every week. We do that, then we analyse it, and then we do the same thing the following week. And and all the players – every day are in front of me and have an opportunity to, to show the best they can be. And then it's up to me to make those decisions. So, you know, as I said with Cance, he's, he's training with us every day. Like I said, it's great he can play with the B team. they have got some good games coming up um, you know, tomorrow and then Tuesday. Um, Johnny Kenny, similar boat. So with that game time, it gives him another opportunity to be ready if the opportunity arises.
0: And Celtic released the interview today with demet Desmond. And in that, it was full of praise of how you approached the, the management position when it was open in the summer. I do have to ask the question that's kind of came out of one of the big quotes was, you said you'd walk 500 miles to manage Celtic, doing, given the proclaimer song. If you had to choose a song to sum up the season so far, have you got one for us, end? <laughs> no
1: mate, and, and to be fair I, I did just say it i didn't sing it so i'm not sure uh, so just people are fully aware no, no not not really mate i'm not um you know my the creative side of my brain is is not the strongest uh particularly at this time of the year so um but you know i um you know i've been very fortunate since i've got this role um you know as i keep saying is i've just felt totally supported from day one. Um, and it's been really important to for me anyway to do what I need to do because when you, you know, as people are aware, I came in by myself and, and that can feel fairly isolating if you don't get support straight away. And I, I've been really fortunate. The fans have been unbelievable towards me, the staff here, the players. Um, but that includes the management, the board, uh, Dermot, um, you know, Dermot rang me after we lost against Hearts on the first day and he said, Ange, you know, I can see what you're trying to do. Um, he said, all I'll say is your first assessment will come at the end of the year, you know. Um, nothing will happen before then. You just keep doing what you're doing. So, you know, I, I don't need people to tell me that, but I, I can't do what I do without support, you know. And, and you know, um, the with Michael Nicholson and, and and people like Chris Mackay and others in in management, right behind me the board right behind me um i know he mentioned peter lowell and he's been really supportive since i've got here so uh, you know i think part of the reason that i've been able to do what I, I do is i felt really supported by everyone involved in the club from day one and i know that you know externally that didn't always look the case because of who i was and people weren't aware of who i was and it may have felt like you know i i, I was unsteady in those early times but at no point did I think, you know, people are, are trying to second-guess me here. I mean, I, it wouldn't have worked the way I wanted to if that happened. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at making my views pretty clear to people I'm, I'm with, but you still need that support. And, uh, you know, the support I've had this year from everybody, like I said, from fans to players, staff, management, board, um, has been um, outstanding. And, you know, I sit here today... On the foundation of the fact that the people were prepared to back me um, right from the start. All the best for tomorrow, Ange. Thank you, man. Last well, night, we were all very concerned, I think, by the incidents which marred the game on in Sunday, including an injury to a member of staff and uh, objects being thrown onto the pitch. There have been incidents at other clubs in Scotland and in England um, this season, and of course, the home side
0: themselves refused a pundit of press pass on the grounds that they didn't feel they could guarantee safety earlier in the season. Was there a point during the proceedings where you thought this is getting a
1: little bit hairy and would you have endorsed taking players off the field or players walking
0: off the field had the situation deteriorated further?
1: Um, Look, from my perspective, whenever those kind of things have happened and, you know, during my career, um, you know, that I've been involved in um, times where where things uh, you know, have got out of hand. As I said, after the game, it was disappointing what happened with both our member of staff and 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 the glass on the pitch. Because as I th- said, apart from that, I thought the atmosphere was was unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, our 700 were making noise. Their, their crowd was making noise. It was a great atmosphere and it was spoilt. Um, but we also have a responsibility on the field to, to be understanding and measured in our approach of how we deal with these things. Uh, we can't, you know, as players and 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 people, participants in the event, um, you know, be as emotional as everyone else is in those circumstances. And, you know, from my perspective, when those things happen, I put the responsibility on the people in charge, the authorities to deal with them as quickly as possible, expediently as possible uh, with due safety of everyone involved. So, I'm not going to get involved because it's not my area. And that's where people get it wrong. I think um, when, you know, people who aren't involved, as I said, I I have a a pretty clear responsibility um, with my football club and I take that seriously. So if something comes across my desk that I'm responsible for, I'll make sure it's addressed. If it's something that's outside my control, my role then is to make sure that those people address it in the right way. And, uh, you know, I think, the game of the weekend. It was dressed um, as quickly as we possibly could. It was dealt with. We got on with the game. And hopefully now the authorities will deal with the, the people who uh, were the culprits.
0: And of course, you'll know that Bordeaux beat Roma last night 2 1 at home and now have a foot in the Conference League semi finals. They're covered with a fraction of Celtics' operating budget. But they
1: are clearly doing something very, very right. What can we learn from that? And does their success story? give you the confidence that we can replicate that sort of form when we play in Europe next season? Um, Yeah, look, I don't think that's where our ambitions lay. Um, They've done extremely well, as you said, and I I don't buy into this, you know, budget stuff uh, uh, too much. I've charted my whole career on, um, you know, being able to achieve things without necessarily having all the resources you need. And I don't think that's always the the answer for everything. It, it certainly helps you in many cases. Um, but our ambitions lie beyond what other clubs are doing. I, I've got no interest in it, to be honest. I don't really care. Um, what I want to see is us be the best we can be. And we got markers of things we've done in the past as a football club and um, that's that's your reference point, not any other club. We don't have to be anyone else. We don't have to follow anyone else. We don't have to compare ourselves to anyone else. We are who we are. We've got, like I said, historical references of how good we can be and the impact we can make domestically and in Europe. That should always chart our course forward.
0: Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet